0: Hi, everybody. I'm Dawn Mitchell, and welcome to Dawn of Sports. We're having so much fun with this podcast, and this week is no exception. We have the star of PWHL Minnesota, Grace Zumwinkle. If you haven't heard, she scored the league's, not only the team's, but the league's first hat trick, and she did it in high style at the XL Energy Center as their team shut out Montreal 3-0. And yet, in front of a crowd of 13,316. So you knew her as a gopher. She's an Olympian, a former Ms. Hockey. We have Grace Zumwinkle joining us. It's going to be a great show.
1: Of course, we will get to Vikings news, and there is a lot of it. But this is a special show. We have a special guest coming up later. And, Don, uh, while I was in Detroit covering bad football, something historic happened in Minnesota. And Oh,
0: uh, unbelievable. The, the, the You're the right. Fact that
1: the PWHL, not only they come out of the gates, not only just existing, which is a great— I mean, if, if the league just exists, that's a good thing but they're not just existing they're playing in the XL Energy Center they have an all-star roster they have an all-star general manager we had on this show last week Natalie Darwitz they win their first game going away and they draw 13,000 people it's it's a it's a it's a great story
0: you know, Jim, you and I have been around where there's different iterations, and I think it, it all has culminated now to this new league, whether it's the Whitecaps, just kind of getting, you know, women locally here on the map, but to see this new league formed and to form in such a stronger way where some of the powerhouses of the game are backing these teams and, and really making sure things are done the right way to see them open up at the X. Like you said, we had Natalie on, um, and if, all they wanted to do was be Ottawa's record. Ottawa had like over 8,000 people. That's really all they wanted to do. Hey, let's. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, um, we have 7,000 tickets sold. I'm like, really? Uh, Natalie te- gave me a text and she's like, yeah, hopefully we can at least fill the lower. They just want, let's be happy and fill the lower rim there, you know, the lo- the lower bowl. Next thing you know, boom, 10K already done. Now they're opening up the the club seats. And it's just that little by little that yes, people are getting it. And then to see the product on the ice, to see them come out and toss a shutout, Maddie Rooney didn't let anything buy her. Grace Zumwinkle, who we have coming up, scoring the league's first hat trick. It was just, uh, it was a picture perfect day, juxtaposition to what was going on in Detroit for you. So I'm so sorry. Yes,
1: no doubt. (laughs) Um, You, you won that lottery. uh, But you know, I I liked the Whitecaps and they got to play in Trier Rink and they drew, you know, smallish crowds, but it was a, it was a cool quaint league and you knew it was leading someplace. But as, as much as I liked that team in that league to go from playing in Trier Rink and not necessarily selling it out to 13,000 at the XL energy center. uh, And, and what a scene I've seen the pictures. I've read the stories. I saw your report dads with their, their daughters, you know, daughters with their friends, Uh, it, It felt like a movement more than just a game or an occasion.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not a moment. It's a movement is what someone coined that weekend. And I'm like, that's absolutely right. I think the time has come and you and I have talked about it before, whether it's women's basketball and Caitlin Clark and what she's done, it doesn't matter where it starts or who the superstar is, the more eyeballs on it. You know, Cheryl Reeve says this, you know, the more attention, the more, the more you, you showcase it on television, the more people are going to not only buy in but become part of it so i absolutely agree
1: so we will take a pause on the pwhl team we'll resume that conversation later with grace don has a great interview with uh, with grace that we've already recorded that's why i know it's great uh please hang around for that don's just had don's had so many great guests on here uh, we've had a lot of women in sports we've also had mike Tarico, jim cott chad greenway brian robison uh Et cetera, et cetera, The long list. Check it all out. This has been a blast to do this show with Don. Let, let's visit the Vikings. We don't have to do the whole blow by blow <laughs> thing, but but it, it to me this season was emblematic of so many things in the NFL. Uh, you have to have at least a functional quarterback. Injuries dictate a lot. Close games dictate a lot. And here they are. At you know a year after being winning thirteen games, they win seven. And we don't know for sure if Cousins, Jefferson, or Daniel Hunter, the three most important players, are going to be back. Uh, Where do you think this team stands right now?
0: You know, it's it's interesting. I think people can simplify it and say, oh, the games that they shouldn't have won last year are the games that they didn't win this year. And I I just think that that's too trite to wrap it up. There's more complex things that were going on. Um, On one hand, this team overperformed, I think, once Kirk Cousins went down. You know, it would be so easy for them to have tanked and to have been horrible and and it would have been understandable. But each week as as uh, unconventional as it was with the quarterback situation, they were trying and no player wise turned on each other. You know, um, Jim, we've all been in locker rooms where they, you know, they don't like each other or they're not talking to each other or, you know, or they don't care you know, they walk in and they're laughing. They don't care. They just lost. Um, this team never had any of that. So that's always curious to me that, that, that is a good sign of culture, but you can say the word culture all you want. You have to say wins. So when it comes down to it, what are they going to do about Daniel Hunter? We don't know what's going to happen. He said to me that he wants to come back. He said that to other people in our media scrum yesterday, that he loves it here. He loves the franchise. He wants to come back. Um, But still, free agency with that money can woo you. But the big question is, is it going to be Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson? Is that going to be the team? And Kirk yesterday, for the first time, he did not say he's going to take a hometown discount, but it's the first time that he let people know that the dollars, the amount of dollars is not the number one thing he's going after. So um, I think a deal can get done with Kirk, but that's just just me being optimistic. And, you know, it'd be interesting what your opinion is, Jim, if you feel like they have enough talent on this roster to actually go and compete for something in the next two years without a major overhaul. Because if there is, that's when you want to keep Cousins. You want to keep JJ. You want to keep B-Flow and the defense. And then just add a lot of the, you need some depth, but add a couple of the key cogs like, a guy up front, because Marcus Davenport, you know, was never, they need the D-line. They need to shore up their O-line. But, uh, you know, the money comes into play there.
1: Yeah, and we're lucky to have Jeff Diamond, a former Vikings general manager, on this network. I do a show with him every week, and he's really good about breaking down how the salary cap works, how you can structure contracts. The mm-hmm. inter- most interesting aspect of all this is that if they bring Cousins back and he's willing to structure the deal in certain ways, it can actually help them sign yeah. Jefferson. Uh, because yeah. you can add voidable years, and you can you can play all kinds of games with NFL contracts. So, actually, if they bring Cousins back, to me, it makes it easier to bring Jefferson back because then Jefferson wants to stay here and play with Cousins, and you can structure the deal uh, more favorably for each of them. I think Hunter is the guy who might leave. Uh, I know right. he says he wants to be here, right? And I, I think there are. I think he. I think part of him wants to be a lifetime Viking and enjoys being part of the uh, legacy of great defensive. Uh, lineman for the Vikings. I also know he's from Jamaica and he lives in Houston. He doesn't like cold weather and he feels like this organization has played too many games with him over the years. So I think, I think there's a, a possible deal to be done, but if they try to nickel and dime him, he'll just leave.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, if you do in the hierarchy of what the importance is, I think it, it's, it's cousins and Jefferson first, it might even be Jefferson cousins. And then um, unfortunately, Daniel is like the third, you know, in terms of what the outside people, uh, you know, are looking at what you have to do for this team. And when you bring up structure and I would love to pick diamond's brain on this, um, uh, because structure is always fascinating to me and how Rob Brzezinski and the team get around stuff. And, and I would say, I want him to do my taxes because <laughs> I don't yes. know how you manage that money, but I would say for the first time, what was what the, Kirk said it was? Not the dollars in it, but it's what the dollars represent, right? So he doesn't want to be insulted. But also, I have value. He he knows that if you bring me back, Justin's going to sign easier. So how how they massage this deal will be interesting. But it, I don't think he's the Kirk Cousins of old. He says, now I've been blessed with this money, right? After this last contract, you know, he's rolling in it. So I think he might be willing to structure it in a certain way to see what he and Justin can do,
1: and he, I think he realizes there are only so many beige mock turtlenecks you can buy. <laughs> you know, we got a really good Coles here. I mean, yes, we got we have excellent coals here. I mean, he's got and he's got a lot of Coles cash stored up. I, he's I think got he a could, lot of coals cash. I mean, he could wear dad jeans the rest of his life, and you know, never leave Minnesota. I mean,
0: and so. it's not easy to find neighbors who are going to shovel for you. I'm just going to no, tell you that's that right true. now.
1: That is true too. <laughs> Hey, we, I want to let you know we really appreciate Dawn and this show. Uh, we appreciate everybody that listens to it. We are growing this show just as we grow the network. We want to thank our longtime sponsor, Rudy Luther Toyota, always a great supporter of women's sports.
2: Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage, 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today.
1: We also want to thank some of our other network sponsors, including TSR Injury Law and Twill in the Dining Galleria, uh, and let you know that uh, our salesperson, uh, our hotshot, sales executive Karen Cleary. If you ever decide you want to advertise or you know anybody who might want to advertise with this show and get in on the ground floor as we start building this up, you can reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. All right, uh, we are going to be talking about Vikings issues for a long time. It's just going to take mm. a long time to play out. Let's get to this. Gopher men's basketball showing signs of life for really the Ooh. first time in conference play.
0: And they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. That game against Michigan, that was exciting. My general manager, Mim Davis, she was so excited. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun to watch. And I absolutely agreed with her. And you know, I was joke around and say, you know, Mike Mitchell Jr., no relation. He's amazing. Yeah. I really loved how he played. And um, you gotta give props to Dawson Garcia, Elijah Hawkins. They're just you you just never know what's going to come out with this team and just they're playing with this fire and the, the running up and down the court kind of style of play that I like that. Um, We haven't seen this for the Gophers in a long time.
1: Uh, No doubt about it. Uh, We always do women's sports on this show. I think we, since we led with PWHL and we're going to be talking to Grace later, I will just say, uh, you know, good thing, good way to keep up with another great endeavor, Minnesota Aurora, mnaurora.com is their website. Uh, you can find out about tryouts, about pop-up shops, about gear. I mean, did, one of the coolest things, you know, Andrea Yak and her team did when they started the Aurora, it started from scratch, is they came up with great logos, great art, and it's like the coolest thing to wear. You go to the Minnesota Aurora game and people are wearing it, – it really is artistic. And so many sports logos through the years and through the leagues are just blah or they're just traditional – Minnesota Aurora absolutely nailed it. So, uh, you know, as their saying goes, for community by community, Get go out and buy some Minnesota Aurora gear, wear it around proudly, and people will recognize you for it.
0: Yeah. And as I was reminded by their coach, uh, Nicole um, kind of tweeted this out. It's I wish I remember the exact amount. It's only 100-some-odd days until they play again.
1: Yeah. And uh, one of the coolest things in Minnesota sports to me is not only the whole Aurora story, but going to see them play in a really cool space on the Vikings campus in summer. It's beautiful out. You not only are on the campus of the Vikings, incredible facility, but you also are just looking out over prairies and marshes. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So highly recommend getting to an Aurora game this year. Uh, what other local sport you want to hit before we talk to, to Grace.
0: You know, I do want to talk about the gopher women hockey. Well, first of all, yes, the Wolves and they're facing the magic. If you guys are listening today, so it's kind of, um, you know, dating it, if not. But I want to see if they can kind of get back on the horse. I love what the Wolves are doing. Um, AE, I mean, Ants. you just, he's incredible. Whether it win or lose, the guy's like throwing up points left and right, 36 points. He's just a joy to watch. But when it comes to women's sports, the gopher women hockey team now number one in the country. So they're number two for the longest time, but they swept Yukon. And I'm I'm just really happy with the way they're they're playing right now. But um their goaltender just got WCHA goalie of the week. So, you know, it's it's been a while since they've won a national championship. And this is not a dig at all. I know that they were in the frozen four last year. I was there covering it, but I, I really have hopes for this team. So I'm just hoping that they can just hold steady and then do really well. And when it comes tourney time, just just swallow it up. So I really have high hopes for another national championship for this team this year.
1: Ooh, Well, that'd be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, listen, you and I, we have assignments. We have to cover the Vikings a lot, whether we want to or not, and we actually enjoy it, but that's, that's true. We get assigned to cover the Vikings because they drive revenues more than any other team. Like, but it's fun when you get past Viking season and you get to catch up with all the other sports that you've been missing out on. Uh, and between, uh, between, between, The PWHL team, they do need to get a name and go for women's hockey. Uh, Men's go for basketball, I still think uh, the go for women's basketball has a chance to have a good season. There's a lot going on in this market.
0: Yeah, and I'm just hoping the wild heal up soon too, right? Uh, they're showing signs of life, but you know, then they got injuries again. So uh, injuries like I've never seen before. But I want all the hockey for this coming winter to go as well as the basketball seems to be going. Because even the Gopher women, they're playing again today. They're doing well. So usually it's like once the Vikings are done, sometimes you can pick one team. There's just so many Jim now that you can you can follow. That um, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, do you have an FTG? this week
1: i've been thinking about that do i have an ftg um do you have one if you have one you go first
0: i have a reverse one okay a fantastic person okay uh, i don't know if you've seen it on social media but Derek henry from oh, the yeah. titans when he named off every single person That's whether that's on the equipment crew that was in the on the the food and the not craft services, but he called them the kitchen help. But uh, he knew every single person that was behind the scenes that helped him. And I think people on the outside don't realize there are a lot of guys like that, that they appreciate you know, who's on the equipment staff, who's on their health staff, who, who's the one that's cleaning up their locker room. I think when he called it, it smelled like the the Tennessee zoo, or I don't know what he called it, but um, that's a true guy, true appreciation. And he wasn't even like trying to remember names. They were just rolling off his tongue and even their nicknames. And I was like, you know what? I like that guy. Good for him.
1: It's good. You know what? You just made me think of something. Um, I think in modern sports, We've come a long way in that people can show honest emotions without getting bashed for it. Uh, yeah. Nick Mullins cried at the podium in Detroit. You yeah. uh, got really emotional. We see now Ricky Rubio retiring. And listen, I was t- hard on Ricky because of his shooting uh, for times. And then we find out later that he was, you know, sometimes going through mental health problems. And now he's retiring and seems to be in a great place. Uh, I, I do think many of us have grown up in terms of letting people be uh, real you know whether mm-hmm. whether it's they're they're crushed whether they're sad whether they're worried they're, I think people are more enabled uh to tell you what they really think show you how they really feel than in the old days of you know you had to just swallow all your emotions and get an ulcer 10 years later
0: right right and uh, you know I was so proud of Ricky for actually saying why yeah Be- because it would have been no one would have questioned because he's been playing for a long time no one would have questioned if he just wanted to retire But to say the reason why, and then to be like, I'll be more open with people later. um, I was highly, I've always been impressed by Ricky. He's always been one of the people I've always thought was just true to himself and just honest and kind. But I was like, wow, that is a show of strength to just say that. So that was impressive for me.
1: No doubt. Uh, Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks again. rudy luther luther toyota Uh, thanks to everyone who listens we do appreciate it please stick around for dawn's chat with grace
0: well our huge guest this week i'm really excited we had the general manager of the PWHL last week natalie darwitz and we're waiting for that huge home opener Well, we have the star, Grace Zumwinkle, and you already know her name, an Olympian, a former gopher. Her sisters play hockey. Her parents are athletes as well. Grace Zumwinkle, who just scored the very first hat trick of the brand new PWHL. Grace, thanks for joining us. How are you? You're like a star right now
2: this week. Thank you so much for having me, uh, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, as you know, with other professional sports, it's after the day it happens, it's back to work the next day. So can't sit and dwell on it too much as we have a game tomorrow night as well. That is true. But you were also awarded the very first, first star of the week, right?
0: So a lot has been coming at you. And I know it is a team sport, but let me just take you back to Saturday where, you know, everyone had a little bit of nerves, right? You're playing at the X. Finally, professional women playing where the, the wild are playing and they jam packed it with a record, what, 13,316 people. I want to meet, meet that 16th person, by the way, because <laughs> yes, but how amazing for you. You know, you're a Minnesota native. You probably grew up going to wild games just to have that sheer amount of people in the rink. Does it compare with being in the Olympics or, or how was that for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it was super special. I think having so many girls that have ties to Minnesota playing college hockey here, being from here, I think just made it that much more of like the word, the first word that comes to my mind is pride. And I think Mm. the state of Minnesota certainly showed up for all of us and for the team, especially. But I think you definitely saw it in the first 10 minutes of the game. You saw the jitters, the nerves, whatever it was. And I think we all had to take a step back and just realize like it is a hockey game at the end of the day. And so many of us, have played it for so many years that it's as special of a moment as this was for the biggest crowd for a lot of us to play. And it's to just remember like the reasons why you play and the excitement that comes um, with playing the game. We have all grown up playing.
0: Especially. So where you ha- have known your, your fair share of pressure in high Octane, shall we say, games, right? Whether it's the Frozen Four, whether it's playing for your own country in the Olympics, whether it's a game that you have to have. Um, so you all know, every single one of you on the ice know how to handle that kind of high octane pressure.
2: Yeah, you would like to think so. But I mean, like, <laughs> even though, regardless of how many games you play, you still get nervous or the butterflies. And as my dad always tells me, he goes, it's good to get butterflies because it shows that you care. And I couldn't agree more, um, but I think it's how you channel that and use it in the right direction at the end absolutely. of the day. absolutely. How was it
0: to see that many people and just like the thunderous roar when you guys, when well, you guys, when you scored the goal, <laughs> game's first goal, second, and then the empty note for the third. But what, did you just kind of feel it in your chest? I mean, there's, you know, there's something to be said about that amount of people cheering all at once.
2: Yeah, I mean, it almost like doesn't hit you in I'm like, oh my gosh, is this even real? (laughs) Um, But I think at the end of the day, it's just so exciting what this league has brought to the state of Minnesota. And it's like you have the Lynx, you have the uh, the Aurora soccer team, whatever it is, but it's now to have another Minnesota team um, that's a viable contender for a championship at the end of the year. Um, It's super exciting. And I think that's what gets all of us on the PWHL Minnesota team up and excited for every single time we have a game. Now,
0: you already have four goals. You got one in the game that you beat Boston on the road. So, congrats on being 2-0 and and having four goals. But you mentioned at the top of the show that you have another game tomorrow and at the X again. And Toronto is a very fast, very physical team. And that's kind of what I like about this league. They're letting you guys be physical, too. Um, I've, I've noticed that in the first few games. Uh, so, what can you tell us about um, that physicality and what to expect from them when they come in?
2: Yeah, I mean, especially with this new league, it's you can't take a, any night off. Every team's going to bring their best. And I think that's what's one of the best part about having these six teams is like each night is a competitive game. You look across the league at the other scores and it's like they've all been very close. Um, but the Toronto team, they are fast and they're physical. And that's something that we're going to have to be ready for um, when the puck drops tomorrow night. But like you said, with the physicality of the sport, it just adds another complexity that this league and women's hockey in particular hasn't really seen Um, and so now like when you're going into corners or with the puck, you just have to keep your head up and be that much more aware.
0: Grace, let me take you back to like when you're in high school, right? You went to Breck and you're playing hockey. Would you ever have thought in, in little Grace's wildest dreams that you would, first of all, be called an Olympian. And second of all, that probably was your dreams, but to be at a professional women's hockey league game playing at the X.
2: No, I mean, it's never something that crossed my mind. We have a family joke that both my sisters won uh, state tournament or state championships at the XL, and I never quite made it there. Um, But to finally be able to play a game there, and I think just see this growth of the sport, um, especially in the state of Minnesota, is something that will continue to grow. And I think being a younger girl, you envision and go to the Wild Games, and you're like, oh, this is so cool, but it's for boys. Um, And now to have girls come to our games and have something – to like dream of and like one day they can obtain is so cool and something that we're trying to instill by going to community events or getting around the state.
0: Yeah, that was the emotional component, I think, for Saturday, seeing um, all the young girls there. Uh, And when we were talking to Natalie earlier, just the flip side of it with her two boys, they they grew up knowing mom and women and girls play hockey, that the first time they saw boys play, like, mom, boys play hockey? You know, (laughs) so it's like a mindset shift, you know, but just to see all the young girls seeing, like, wow, like, that's what I can do. You know, I always say, and it's a lot of people say it too. Now, if you can see it, you can be it, but now you're, you're part of that. How did it feel to see the young, all those young girls in the stands?
2: Yeah, it's awesome to see. And I think I put myself in their shoes when I was that girl. And it's so awesome. Like you would maybe go to the, one of the U versus Canada rivalry series games, um, or a tour leading up to the Olympics and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, and now to have something that you can see once or twice a week and having it, become more of a reality rather than just, oh, one game in a blue moon um, It's super exciting. And I think setting goals at such a young age is so paramount to your career. And that's helped me so much throughout my career. And I think that's going to only continue to happen younger and younger.
0: Well, you have both your sisters, Anna and Emily, they both play. I, I don't know what, I think Anna, I just wanted to be the rebel. So she went to Middlebury, right? <laughs> Emily's with the Gophers now. Um, you know, so three sisters playing high competitive hockey, even in college, and then, then you moving up. And I don't know if Emily wants to follow in your footsteps or whatnot, but how cool is that? Or how competitive was that in your household growing up?
2: Yeah, it's funny. My older sister and I actually faced off against the state tennis championship together. So we're all oh, competitive. Stop. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we're all super competitive and no family game night ends usually in, without someone being upset. Um, but I think it's a weird dichotomy because at the end of the day we're all there supporting each other and we're a super close knit family and I think it's if Emily's playing with the gophers or whoever's playing, like we'll all be there as best we can to support. And I think that's really unique about my family.
0: Well, and I kind of felt bummed but happy for Emily because she had a game the same time you guys had that, right? So she couldn't be in the stands for you, but yet the Gophers are doing so well. They're now number one in the country. It's kind of, gosh, what, what a big day for everybody in your family on Saturday.
2: Yeah, it was funny. I, jokingly before the game, she told my parents, like, you guys should go to Grace's game. Like, it's the home opener. And I think that just goes to show her selfless, selflessness and like, we're at the end of the day, we're just there to support each other. But the Gophers, it's been so fun to watch the success um, that she and that team has had this year. And I know that they're only going to do big things up ahead. How did you guys get into hockey? Did your mom or dad play? It's actually a qu- funny story. Um, I showed up to kindergarten, and my kindergarten class crush at the time had a flyer that he was going to start joining hockey. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I need to take this home to my parents. Um, and so I brought the flyer home to my parents and my dad's like, where is this coming from? Like, unlike most Minnesota hockey families, no one in my family <laughs> had played hockey beforehand. Um, but my dad went out and bought me the $150 starter kit or whatever it was at the time that includes all of the equipment. And we were all set the night before. I sat crying in my bed, telling my parents I was like, I don't want to go anymore. Like, I've never <laughs> skated, whatever. And my mom's like, if you don't want to go, that's fine. And my dad's like, no, we're going. Um, And I was by far the worst one out there and just basically hung out onto the boards the entire time. And like NHL kids' sons were skating by me, skating circles. But after the practice, I got off with this huge smile on my face and I told my parents, man, I was the best one out there. And my parents were like, (laughs) "Uh, no, you were not quite. But um, I've loved it ever since in very untraditional way of getting into the sport. But I'm forever grateful for my parents and getting me into it and instilling from such a young age I'm thankful for your crush look what he (laughs) look what happened I mean I love that I know it's funny we actually had a few college classes together at Minnesota did you ever tell him the story I think my parents ended up telling it to him but it's funny
0: that's that's hilarious hey you know what we all need motivation right whether it's a guy, girl, teacher, anything that gets you motivated, like, Hey, well, I I think I want to try that. You know, (laughs) you just never know what's going to kind of get you on the right path. That's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. You know, we spoke a little bit about Natalie and um, obviously you knew her when she was an assistant coach too. So um, with the Gophers, so you know her even closer, not just as a general manager, when you see a woman like Natalie, who's so highly decorated, so invested still in the hockey community and poured her heart out for the Gophers playing and coaching with Brad Frost, what has she meant to you and maybe the, the other, especially Gopher women when you were playing?
2: Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, I have a different maybe relationship with her than a few other people on our team, um, especially Taylor and I p- playing for her. And I think it's She's just a motivation for a lot of us that have seen all the success she's had on the ice, but then also into her coaching career and life beyond hockey. And I think um, just the way she carries herself and um, the relationship she builds is something that has been awesome for our Minnesota team to see. And she works tirelessly. I know since this league has got up and running, um, she hasn't probably had many easy days or nights. And I think that just is a huge credit to see this league be successful in our team Um, as a whole, as I know she's devoted so much into getting this to become a reality.
0: What I really liked what she said when she was on with us, she said, you know, coaching is in my blood after being a player, obviously, but that in order to be a GM, she said, "It's, it's all new to me, but this is where I can move the needle the most. Do you think of that yet? as when you're playing now and now that it's elevated here, playing for your home state as a professional hockey player about moving the needle or is it more about just still the competitiveness?
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely a mix of it all now, especially with being a GM. Yeah, you have the hockey piece of it, but you have the business side of it. You have contracts, you have like so many more things than just being out there and what's the score of the hockey game. Um, And I think that's part of moving the needle forward. You see the NHL and it's like, you have contracts on the line or, or, people moving up and down and that's just part of the nature of women's hockey and what it's getting to and I think that's the part of moving the needle but then similar to what I mentioned with the first 10 minutes and like taking a step back and just realizing this is a hockey game it's something that we still all enjoy to do and I know I speak for myself and a bunch of people on the team is like you're playing your best hockey when you're just having fun and enjoying it and that like a good reminder of like why you started playing and it's a funny story about my class crush, but sometimes in moments of stress or whatever it is, I think back to that and I'm like, what would my younger self think of this So, like now and the position I'm in? and It's a good reminder of having fun and pushing the needle forward and it's awesome to see that the growth of the sport has had.
0: You know what I love about your younger self? You were like, I was awesome. I was the best one out <laughs> there. I mean, the confidence was there for sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's
2: a work in progress (laughs) for sure.
0: Hey, you gotta, but you gotta first believe it, right? So you have to believe it in yourself. I'm like, I love that story for that reason. You're like, you know, you might not have been the best one out there. You might not (laughs) have been able to escape, but like, I was awesome, you know? Like, yeah, okay, let's, now let's back that up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. So when you look forward to the rest of the season, do you guys step back and look at your own roster and be like, I know fans like, wow, every roster is a dream team, you know, look at the talent. Do you guys step back and be like, wow, finally, this is where all of us who played international hockey now have a chance to still continue to play At a high level, hopefully our salaries will get higher and higher and higher. We know that this is just groundbreaking. But do you often just like look at the rosters and be like, yeah, now we're not all splintered around the world. Like, yes, we're playing in this awesome league.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Our coach actually at practice yesterday was like, if you take a step back and realize like you're the top 150 players in the world right now playing in this league and truly how special that is. And I think that was the first time I've heard it. And I think it's so easy to get lost in the shuffle of day-to-day routine or like playing in time or whatever it is. And I think when he said that, I was like, oh, wow, that is a really good point. And I think it's just so special to see all like international or wherever you're from in this league really coming into fruition. Um, And like you said, it's just so exciting that the sport is hopefully going to continue to grow over the years and the investment that the state and the other markets are going to pour into the teams.
0: Well, you're no stranger to being recognized for your talent, even way back when you are Ms. Hockey. But when people from the outside, is it weird coming up to you like now, you know, people that may not have followed college hockey or even Olympic hockey or, or even at all, and then they just heard about it, like, what happened at the X? So I want to be part of this movement. Is it weird if people have come up to you or, or DM'd you or got
2: in touch with you yet? I mean, I don't think it's weird. I think it's actually quite cool to say the least, but I think... Also, it's like, oh, it's professional sports now. And it's like, I always take pride in just like staying true to who I am on or off the ice. And I think no matter what hype it is or about this team or whatever it is, it's just stay grounded. And that's something that I've always tried to focus on since day one.
0: Well, I can first attest that, you as a person that, you know, I've been around the team for years now, even when you were in college, and you've never changed one bit. You're always kind. You're always open. You're always professional in terms of what you're doing on the ice. But as a person, you're always kind and, and open to talking with people and um, a perfect ambassador, I, I think, moving forward for professional women. So I would just want to give you kudos to that because you have no... no Um, spoils or victories has ruined who I think little grace was when you were younger, but even now, um, and that's a testament to um, your humility, I think.
2: Oh, thank you. I give my parents full credit for that. It's how they've raised me and my sisters. And I think that life beyond hockey, that's um, certainly helped me to this point in time. Well,
0: Grace, thank you so much. I know that you were super busy and you you took time out of your day for us. Um, please tell all the women on your team. I loved it when I saw Moose and uh, people who don't know who Moose is, uh, Marcus Foligno, bringing his two little girls into the locker room to read off the lineups. Um, I thought that was amazing. And I hope you and the rest of your, your teammates can kind of take that, uh, that whole moment and
2: kind of just carry that with you the whole season, because that was special, don't you think? Yeah, that was so cool. And I think he was joking. He's like, yeah, this will be my daughter someday, hopefully. Um, and so it's just so cool to see everything come full circle. And the buy-in from the Minnesota Wild and everyone else in the state um, is truly so special for all of us.
0: Hey, you never know. I mean, their daughters might and be like, hey, I remember this one day. I mean, we've seen it with big athletes now. You know, I, we even you remember the picture of football. Um, uh, Brock Faber, right, where he's the fan behind the glass, like I think yeah. high-fiving Kirill, you know, and now they're doing it on the ice together. I'm like, those moments for me, in addition to yes, the sheer beauty of the sport and the talent that it takes in the competition, but those are like those little um, memory snapshots for me. Like, oh gosh, I remember when that happened. And now look, he's, you know, high-fiving him on the ice, scoring goals, and, you know, hopefully up for many awards in the NHL. His daughters might remember that moment and who knows what this can blossom into and you guys are on the ground floor of it. So I know it's hard to think like that when you're in the midst of it, but it's, you feel like there's something bigger than you here, don't you?
2: Yeah, certainly. And I think that's driving a lot of us in the motivation to hopefully see this league succeed and continue to grow. Like I've mentioned. All
0: right. Well, thank you, Grace. Um, good luck against Toronto and the whole rest of the season. Um, I'll be seeing you. I know that for sure. And you've got four goals under your wing right now. And I have a feeling at the end of the year, it's going to be um, huge double digits. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do and looking forward to when you guys get an official name around the rest of the league, how that's going to
2: bloom too. So, um, so much to look forward to. I hope you're excited. Awesome. Yeah. It's super exciting time for all of us and can't wait to see where we will go. All right. Thank you so much. That's Grace Zumwinkle. You know, her former Ms. Hockey,
0: former gopher, always Olympian, and now one of the huge stars of PWHL, Minnesota. Thanks so much, Grace. Thank you so much for having me.